welcome to Made in Asia, the podcast about entrepreneurs and creators in the experience and transformation economies in Asia. On this 10th episode, we're sitting down with Shima Shimitsu, the founder of Foodcraft HK. Foodcraft HK's mission is to provide healthy, allergy-free, alternative foods for customers looking for healthy and tasty meals. Her specialty is vegan yogurts, sprouted nuts, and healthy, no-white-sugar snacks. You can find them in an online store at foodcraft.hk or you can follow Shima and her team on foodcraft underscore hk on the gram. Of course, you can find Made in Asia podcast on the gram as well, Made in Asia underscore the podcast. Shima looks back at a lifetime of awareness about healthy eating, starting from early days learning from her mother, overtraining as a raw food chef, and finally launching Foodcraft HK. So any one of you that has um, dietary restrictions, be it uh, nut allergies, or low or FODMAP issue, or needs to go for dairy-free food, or is just interested in uh, keto diets or fermented foods or anything vegan, check out foodcraft.hk or the Foodcraft shop in Kennytown in Hong Kong. Welcome back, everyone, to this episode of Made in Asia, a podcast for entrepreneurs and creators in the experience and transformation economies in Asia. Today, we are here in Kennedy Town with none other than Shima Shimitsu, yes. uh, the founder of uh, Foodcraft yes. Hong Kong. Foodcraft Hong Kong, yes. Welcome, Shima. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's absolutely delightful to be here. We're in Kennedy Town in uh, the Foodcraft store. Um, for all those of you that want to find out more, this is a number uh, 21, was it? Am I right? Wing? S oh, 60, uh, the street number? Yes. Number 62 Victoria Road. 62 Victoria Road, but the entrance is on the backside. So, exactly. Uh, the best way is you go on a website, foodcraft.hk. Or go on Instagram, foodcraft underscore HK. Yes. And um, you can find your way. So 16th floor, there's a beautiful shop, uh, quite massive, 2,000 square feet roundabout. Something like that. And they moved it in February. So this is um, a, a delightful store. And uh, we have a little kitchen area where we're seated today, uh, where I had a kombucha class not too long ago. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and obviously, there's a lot of other things happening here. Shima, tell us what's happening at Foodcraft. Foodcraft. Um, we have a lot of cooking classes. Um, I started teaching cooking classes um, as a business to start off with. But um, now we have evolved. We do production and even the cooking classes. I have other teachers coming in teaching like coffee appreciation, um, Indian food, some Chinese cooking. We also do crystals, um, all sorts. Um, so I kind of put together a wellness, um, uh, health-oriented classes together here. Okay, so your mission is to uh, provide healthy, allergy-free alternative foods for customers looking for healthy and tasty yeah. uh, nutrition, I guess, or food. So um, where did that come about? How did you... I mean, this seems to be a very personal journey, right, to yes. arrive for you today. So tell us, how did you end up in uh, with Foodcraft in Hong Kong? Should I start like from when I was a kid kind of story? Yeah, I mean, if that's what, what influenced you, why not? I mean, it seems if that's important, yeah. Okay. Um, Where did you grow up? I grew up in, I was born in Japan. Okay. Um, I was in the States for four years when I was in kindergarten. And then I went back to Japan to go through all the education system in Japan. So okay. I'll, I'll pretty much say I'm from Japan. Okay. Which city? 
Um, born in Tokyo, okay. but I grew up in different cities. So oh, um, moved around. Moved okay. around a lot okay. in Japan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my parents, and so the reason why we were moving around because is my parents uh, were working in um, different universities mm. and they were teaching either physical therapy. My, my mother's a physical therapist and my father's an occupational therapist. Okay. So, um, whenever I visited my parents, it was always in a hospital setting. And I remember as a child, I hated hospitals. Mm. I, I just hate the smell of it, the, the, like the quietness of it and this, just the whole energy, I guess. Yeah. So as a child, I always thought, thought that um, I wanted to just figure out a way that how I will never end up in a hospital. Like I just didn't want to be in a hospital. So um, that's kind of how it started. And I was always into healthy eating. So back in the days, um, it was in like late 80s. It was all about the fat. Mm. So I was like trying to cut fat as much as possible. Low fat diet, yeah. Yes, low fat, high sugar, but low fat. Yeah. So um, I was, you know, trying to become creative with how to cut fat, cut, how to cut fat. And um, that was my cooking back in the days. And mm. and also my, my mother was a big influence because um, she was really into organic. Okay. And also trying to reduce plastic. Um, she was saying that it was toxic and you shouldn't have plastic in your like containers and so um, quite I, trailblazing for the 90s right oh yeah um, my brother hated it like when we had <laughs> to get mayonnaise from a glass jar it's so hard to scoop out and like compared to that oh yeah tube yeah yeah so um, yeah that was my mom and I grew up with it of course I didn't think it was cool back in the days but um, it kind of grew on me and um when I, I think it was when i went to university and i started living on my own mm. and i started to really cook for myself i noticed that when i was on a plant-based diet my skin changed okay i had a lot of acne i was really red and uh, i thought it was normal it's like a teenage thing mm. but i noticed it wasn't and so um, a lot of the vegetables kind of changed me. And then I started to really look into how diet affects you. And and since then, like, you know, there's always a new diet on the market. So <laughs> whatever comes in, I'll be reading about it. I'm trying to, you know, make it myself. And that's how it kind of started. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so personal experience gave you the conviction or the... I mean, you saw it firsthand, basically. Yeah. The benefits of uh, of what the change in diet can be. Was it a dramatic? How did you end up with a uh, all uh, vegetable diet? I wasn't a vegan or a vegetarian or anything like that. Mm. I, I just ate more vegetables. I included more vegetables. Okay. And I think it was still the trend was still like low fat. So I thought like eating more vegetables, having oh, less fat, fat was okay. That makes yeah, sense. The thing. Yeah, and it worked out for the better. Wow. Okay. It did. Yeah. And so, so we're still a few years away from food craft, right? I mean, pretty much, yeah, not <laughs> so there yet. What happened in between? Well, um, you know, you kind of um, go on with your life, and you get a job. And I was working in an office. Um, I came to Hong Kong in two thousand three during SARS. Mm. Um, so I was well, um, regardless of SARS, I was working in an office until. Um, I had an inspiration where I really wanted to go and learn how to make healthy food. Okay. And that time, my concept of healthy food has have evolved into raw food, okay. a raw vegan diet. Mm. 
What was the inspiration, if I can ask? Was it like an aha moment or? There was, there okay. was. Um, so I was doing yoga like almost every day, crazy. And well, I was always very athletic. I was in like track and field and I was running and I would get injured, but I will heal very quickly. But I had a knee injury that didn't go away for like three months. Mm. And at the time, my senior told me that, oh, you should try and change your diet and that might help your knee. Wow. And I thought, oh, that's bizarre, bizarre right? <laughs> right? It's like diet, knee, but mm. okay, nothing to lose. I'll give it a go. And I tried the raw food diet. And um, immediately, like within a week, my knee didn't, didn't heal. Mm. But um, my mood, uh, my energy level, it started to change. And it was very noticeable. Like I felt the energy coming from inside and I was really happy about it. And so... I thought I have to learn more about this diet mm. and I looked at the book. It was a Japanese book that I was reading, a recipe book. And the author said she went to this culinary school in California. So I just knew I had to go there. Okay. Yeah, it was that weird moment. I had it. And so it was during the financial crisis. Um, I was working for a relocation company, helping people relocate, um, mostly bankers to relocate to Hong Kong. Nothing was happening. Mm. So I told my boss, um, can I take an OP leave? I, I have something that I want to learn. So can I take like two months off? And my boss said, okay, let me get back to you. And when she did come back to me, it was a package. Wow. <laughs> Basically, I was made redundant, but it was good. Um, I was made redundant with some, you know, my extra money so that I was sort of forced to go that way. Mm, okay. Yeah. No going Call, back. The calling is a one-way street. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Wow. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. And then, so this, what was the name of the school in California? It is um, Living Light Culinary Institute. And okay. I don't think it's there anymore. All right. Yeah. Um, a lady called um, Sherry Surya, um, she was the teacher, the founder, and she was in her 60s, early 60s that time. And when I saw her, she was so vibrant, full of energy. I, I was really inspired how energetic she was mm. Mm. okay so you went through the school any aha moments during school about learning is this a raw vegetable yeah uh so any any vegetables that came out of at you with surprise out of nowhere where you're like damn i didn't know i can make this work oh um zucchini noodles <laughs> okay yeah they're a thing now okay yeah in fact so that was like 2009 and i was really amazed with zucchini noodles i was eating it every day <laughs> <laughs> sure um, I don't do that anymore, <laughs> but yeah, that was like one thing. And then I think the biggest thing was that you start from desserts okay. when you do a raw food diet, because that's the way to get people into a raw vegan diet to mm. amaze them what you can do with fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Um, Still has sugar though, right? In dessert? Yes. But healthy sugar or like less sugar? Well, there's no processed sugar. There's okay. no white sugar in it. Right. But you will use fruit sugars, like from fruits or dry fruits. Mm. Um, and then that time we were using agave nectar a lot. Right. So um, it's a low glycemic um, sweetener, which doesn't go make, mess up with your blood sugar levels. But um, what I did experience was that it was way too much sugar for me. Mm. Yeah, way too much. So um, in the beginning it was good, um, but then eventually I, I felt really tired having a high sugar diet in a way okay yeah um 
after that, I went, um, so I went through the, the full course and then I met uh, a lady from Thailand who ran a spa. It's called um, Rasayana Retreat in Thailand, Bangkok, mm. and Pattaya. And so um, she was kind enough to offer me a job there. And I decided that after I sort of graduate that place, I want to go straight to Bangkok and really practice my skills. Mm. And that's where I learned a lot, like much more than being in the school. Well, working in a kitchen is a one one time master in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime master for sure. Okay. Yeah. And is was more Thai oriented food or was it sort of they everything? Did have a lot of Thai oriented foods, um, especially using a lot of coconuts and pineapples, um, local bananas. They have so mm. many different types of bananas. Um, and also I, I think founder Yui, um, she personally likes like I think she grew up in um, Arizona, so she likes like um, Mexican food, okay. like American Cali Mex, should I call it? Okay. California style Mexican food. Yeah. So um, there's like um, a lot of Mexican influence in the interesting in the recipes. Thai Mexican. Okay. Yeah, Thai Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then and then you came back to Hong Kong. Eventually, was that uh, yeah. the plan from the beginning, or I wasn't sure where I was heading. I was just going with the flow. It was really an interesting moment that you just follow your intuition and just go with it and. I had no plans whatsoever, but um, I did miss Hong Kong. That's so funny. Um, I always felt I'm home when I'm in Hong Kong, and I'm not mm. from Hong Kong. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so I wanted to come back, and I did. And and I had absolutely zero plans, zero connections. Um, so the only thing I could do was to teach cooking classes. Okay. I didn't have my space, so I popped up in different places and like different stores, helped them promote their ingredients, but um, processing it in a raw way. Mm. And also I did some Japanese cooking classes here and there because I'm Japanese. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> the sushi classes too. <laughs> yeah, um, those are monthly, by the way, or how often do you normally? Monthly. Monthly? Yeah. Okay. So, so how easy was that getting into somebody's store and telling, let me... Let me show you how to cook with your items. I mean, is that was that an easy thing to get about? It was really tedious to get it started. Was it a good time or getting in the store wasn't that hard. Okay, um, a lot of stores did need sort of a, a promoter or people to teach Showcasing people and that. exactly yeah. how to use the equipments or how to use the ingredients, whatever it is. Um, but what was hard was the preparation, like just like you set up this whole entire thing. In it took us five minutes, guys. This is with you, without Eunice, it would take us two hours. But yeah, we got Eunice here, so we're in good shape. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> so it's the same with cooking classes. When it's not your location, you don't know where the salt is, the pepper is. Oh, you yeah, start yeah, from yeah. there, right? And then where's the knife? And is the knife that I, I like to use? And, you know, you say you have a food processor, but the food processor is not this size. It's this size. And you get all those different things. So I had to carry so many things hmm. to different places, including the ingredients. When I did my very first cooking class, I thought, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> yeah so um that was the hard part what, but what was it about was it about japanese food or no no i did a raw vegan raw cooking vegan. class in um a pots and pans store right which is not yeah here anymore okay 
Yeah. That's not very uh, obvious so to have a raw vegan course in a pots and pans store, no? They didn't like it. They didn't like it because they thought it doesn't involve cooking, it doesn't involve tools. Mm. But that's not true. We use a lot of tools. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so you ran that for a few years? Yes, I did run it for a few years. And during those years, my business have had evolved. So I started to take on different projects, um, especially what I noticed in Hong Kong is that people are so busy that um, even I teach them how to make food. There's no time. Exactly. COVID, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Pre-COVID, nobody had time for nothing. No. <laughs> yeah. So they will say, I, I actually like what you made for me. Can you make it for me? Yeah. So I got a lot of those requests. And then I got enough that I eventually had to set up my kitchen. Okay. So what kind of items did you did you start with? Production was um, kale chips and um, some cookies, like gluten-free cookies and uh, coconut yogurts. Okay. Yeah. So the coconut yogurt is, the, is the, the main item, I guess, right? That's that's how I really got started with production, I'll say. Mm. What's the benefit of a coconut yogurt? Just that it's dairy-free? That's the biggest thing, dairy-free. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so if you can avoid dairy, gluten, sugar in your diet, you're way ahead of the <laughs> yeah, trend. <laughs> okay, and I guess more and more people do have um, some some health issues or nutritional restrictions about what they can. And a lot. A lot, okay. So like, what do you cover here? I mean, yeah. uh, we're jumping ahead, but obviously this is a store that offers a lot of uh, mm. specialized dietary yes. ingredients. So what we got? We got... Uh, we got gluten free, dairy free, dairy free. We got nut free. We got um, like keto is the thing at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, high fat, low sugar. Yep. And then what else? Paleo. Just the opposite. It's not really opposite, but it's more like a it's like a caveman diet. So you okay. eat like a caveman. Huh. Yeah. So it does. It's not vegan. Um, you you're allowed to have grass fed beef or you know meat. sustainable. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? No sugar? We have no sugar, no white sugar. Yeah. Low FODMAP? F O D. Oh, FODMAP. Yes. Um, yeah, we have, well, we don't really cater for it, but we do have a description for that. So if you're looking okay. for those items, we, we do have a few. Okay. And, and how do people find you? They say they Google about, oh, I yes. have this is my diet. I need somebody to give me good stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I guess they hear from the doctor or maybe they learn from an uh, internet. Uh, so they will Google our stuff and most of our traffic comes from Google at the moment. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, and you can order online obviously as well, right? Yes. We started as an online store and that is um, our core business at the moment. Okay. So mm-hmm. still, what is it, 80-20 you would say maybe? A bit more? Oh, um, online sales and mm. in-store sales. Maybe ninety ten, yeah. So, and but this is your main warehouse here. You do everything from this location. No, we have a production kitchen upstairs. Okay, um, that's where we make all the magic happen. Uh-huh. And here is the retail store, warehouse, and cooking class. Right, and and so, how many of the things you sell you make yourself? Whatever's on the food craft we make here. Yeah, okay. whatever's branded um, is imported or yeah reselling reselling it yeah and i carefully select the, the items that we resell yeah. okay and there's about 800 items that you run about no we have like i think 2000 oh wow items. okay yes we have a lot oh, growing fast okay 
And, and what do you see is the most, I mean, where, uh, is it the specialized diets that people look out for? Or is it more about being healthy? I mean, mm. more, is it more a trend part or is it the actual need to have the right food? I think our customers are informed. So if you're doing shopping here, it's, you have a reason for it. Mm. You're either on a special diet or you, you have to avoid certain foods or you're trying to improve your health. Okay. Yeah. Improving health is important. We all should do that. <laughs> keep exercising. Keep yeah. eating right. Um, okay, so that that's come that's come a long way then since you yeah. you moved into your new space here and mm -hmm. after after four years I guess five years something like that. It's six years now. Six years. Yeah, six years. Okay. Yeah. How did uh, did you expect to end up here when you started out, or what was your? Oh, I I. Again, I didn't know where I was heading, but I went with the flow and um, it was scary to sign the first contract. Uh, um, the least, you mean? The least. Yeah. yeah, the least. Always. Yeah, in Hong Kong, that's the most oh. intimidating thing you can I do, know. probably. So scary. But um, I was committed. I, I knew that I had to do it, even though I was like so scared, um, I had to do it. So, mm. um, yeah, that was six years ago where I, when I signed the lease here. Before that, I rented a kitchen. And that was a bit easier, but mm. here was like a, because I had to do the renovation and, you know, hire people and full on production. It's, it's no longer, a, my husband used to call it a expensive hobby that mm. I was doing, but it's no longer a hobby anymore. You're now full time. Full time. Oh, okay. yes. How many people are working with you? We have 10 people. 10 people. Okay. And yeah. they're full time all the time. Mo uh, eight of them are full time. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So this is growing more than you anticipated or you just... Well, I always wanted to grow it. Mm. Um, and I think, funny enough, um, COVID kind of pushed it. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, it was kind of organically growing. And COVID was... And, and so in what way? That people do the cooking classes more or they Both. actually care about what they eat? It's a combination of different things. So I guess cooking classes, yes, they're bored maybe and they can't travel. So they look into what you can do. Some people do kombucha. God knows why. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, what? what's up with that? Yeah, so um, we get people doing kombucha. The biggest thing last year was sourdough classes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the cooking class is there and then also um, the online shopping. Before COVID, I don't think people in Hong Kong were comfortable to shop food online. Mm. Yeah, you know, you have markets and you can get things like you check it and then you buy things. So that was the, the buying habit. Whereas COVID forced you to stay home, order food from your couch. Very much. Pretty yeah. much, right? So. And you're home when it arrives, right? So there's, there's somebody at home when it arrives. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what challenges did you not see? I mean, say apart mm. from the lease which is mm. the intimidating part any mm. other challenges that you were like oh constant constant <laughs> okay as any other business i'll say um there's always different challenges like um i don't know it can be well for covid it was the ingredients mm. you didn't know what was gonna run out and you didn't know when you can get it back in again so right. during covid that was one big thing for the production upstairs mainly right? yeah like okay. suddenly you run out of almonds and you can't find almonds anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it happened with the flour, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, things disappear suddenly. Okay. There's a, there's a market sells out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
and and selling how is it so your main business you said is the online store was mm-hmm. that um and i'm not sure you set up other online stores before but how was that experience of, of figuring out it was the providers and platforms there's a lot of different ways you can mm-hmm. go about it right yeah i always wanted to set an online store for some reason like from a very early stage mm. So it was very natural for me to come up with the concept of online stores, especially in Hong Kong. There was no way I was going to open up a street-level store that sells um, <laughs> like weird stuff like us. <laughs> thousand, uh, uh, you know, a square foot. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so um, on- online store was always my option, and um, setting it up wasn't that hard. Um, there's a lot of platforms these days that even if you don't know anything about it well i won't say anything but even if you know the like basic basics um you can set up your store very easily but you do need some help with like graphics and Mm. um, designing or mapping your website like how the people what do you call the the ux i guess yeah yeah so how to find your products yeah very easy on the website so i have to say well done did you switch providers at any point or is this the first one you stuck with it all the way yeah all the way Okay, easy. Yeah. Migrating websites, it's a whole different story. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky that you found the right one, right, from the get-go. I guess so. Yeah. And how did you come about that? Did you do your research and... Research and recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of specialized items mm. that you sell. Mm-hmm. In, is, the, is the yogurt still the thing? The coconut yogurt is the main the head, head settler what do you call this the the the, the cash cow for cash lack of a better word <laughs> one of them one of them yeah okay. still one of our popular items mm. but we have other star items as well okay yeah how about in the classes what's what's popular in the classes i'll say still sourdough class okay. yeah people are still interested in learning how to make sourdough mm. but um Other things are growing as well, like um, fermentation. Mm. People come to make kombucha. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know why, but... (laughs) And also, they come to make miso. I teach how to make miso. Okay, from Um, scratch? From scratch. Okay, wow. Yeah, and Japanese pickles. Um, And then what else? And then, oh, the the homemade sushi class is pretty fun. I I think it's more for non-Asian people, but, you Mm. know, it's... Asians are welcome as well. <laughs> the eating part is the best. Um, it but, is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, what, are you going to add any more classes, you think? Or is this a constant evolving sort mm. of offering? And, yeah. And, yeah. And then we also like listen to requests. So if you have a request of a class, we'll consider it and create a new class. Mm. Mm. Okay. And also for children, right? Yes, we do for children now. Now okay. that we have this space. Okay, so mm. anybody is, can you do a kid's party here, like a oh, birthday yeah. party? Yeah, is that, is that a good birth- fun thing? Yeah, it's, and then if you have four people or more, um, we will do a private class. Okay. Yeah, so bring your own booze and it's, it's your space. Not for a kid's party, but, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the chaperones, we can do that. The bigger yeah. kids. Yeah, the bigger kids, exactly, right? So, um, okay, it, it, let's shift gears a little bit, talk mm. about diets. Mm. Is it better to have proteins, carb, or veggies? What do you? It's they're all important. Mm. Protein, carbs, veggie—they're all important. Everybody loves carbs. They do. They do a little bit too much these days. Absolutely right. Yeah. So um, I'm really, um, I'm really an advocate of a low sugar diet. Mm. 
I think sugar has messed with us so much that we're getting sick. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you can avoid sugar, that will be the best thing. Sick in what way, by the way? Sick in, okay, different levels, but it can be like a brain fog or feeling tired all the time or feeling irritated. That's, that's mm. also the beginning of an illness, I'll mm. say. And then it can go on to, you know, diabetic or, or even like cancer or, you know, it's, it's an evolution. Mm. So it always starts at a level that you don't really notice, but you're actually heading towards that way. And it's ubiquitous, right? I mean, sugar, processed sugar is almost everywhere. Oh, yes. I walk in a 7-Eleven, there's... Sugar, 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 sugar. Yeah, it's basically different shapes and forms, right? Exactly. It's a celebration of sugar in there. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, but it sells in there everywhere, right? I exactly. Mean, it's, uh, it's addictive. Yeah, okay. We, I'll, yeah, probably. It, is. <laughs> it must be, right? Otherwise, it's like yeah. coffee is everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do we handle our balancing between carbs and, and veggies and, and proteins? Do you help uh, map out a diet too uh, here? Or I mean, mm. what's your, is that for everybody for themselves to, to figure out at this stage? Yes, um, there's no one fit for all kind of diet. So if you're really struggling with some kind of health challenges, I will highly recommend you to go and see a professional, mm. maybe even get a blood test done. Then you will have much more information of what kind of diet suits you or what should you put in or more like what should you take out. Okay. Yeah, we always think about, oh, we need that supplement or we need to take this, that, this. But I think it's more about taking out the stuff that doesn't agree with our diet. Yeah, supplements are a big deal, right? It is. Are you offering that too or are you staying clear for now? We have a little bit of like, we have prebiotics, mm -hmm. but... I, on some collagen boosters, but I think that's about it. And we're more about real food. This is the end of the first part of our 10th episode with Shima Shimitsu, founder of Foodcraft HK. 